Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Singh. Joyce, I have some bad news for you. We are not uh, hosting the Oscars this year. Well, you know, I didn't want to host Oscars, so it's it's seems, fine by me. Seems <laughs> I, like men, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> perhaps many people did not want to host the Oscars because we That's went true. from... John, John uh, Hamm did not. John Hamm reportedly had. Yeah, he's just doing ads for Apple. Yeah. We went from Zendaya and Tom Holland to Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And no offense to the hosts they ended up with, Amy Schumer, uh, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes. But they are not uh, at the level, let's say, of a Steve Martin and Martin Short or uh, Zendaya and Tom Holland, I would say. Um, No, but uh, I mean, it's fine. I don't care. I I don't need hosts. So we went no host for three years in a row. And you know what? The yeah. show is uh, the show went on and uh, I, I don't care about hosts. I know people do. And like, it's like a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I, would say, I would say I don't uh, care. It's, it's not disingenuous that they didn't have hosts. Cause obviously like now they'll promote these hosts as like they're hosting the Oscars, but like the year uh, Kevin Hart flamed out, I think it was Amy Poehler, Tina Fey and uh, Maya Rudolph did an opening. Right. That was just like having a host. They didn't, they, they were funny. <laughs> it worked. You know, uh, they but, definitely went out to them first and then they said no. Oh, yeah. I think they yeah. went, I actually think they went to Steve Martin, Martin Short, and uh, Selena, Selena Gomez, Gomez first. <laughs> but, they, but they're filming season they, two right now. <laughs> they, they said that they were very upfront about like, wouldn't it be great if we could have that synergy with our favorite Hulu comedy uh, before the Emmys uh, kick into gear? And and they ended up with Life After Beth, uh, which is Amy Schumer's comedy and, mm-hmm. and Regina Hall, who has an Amazon movie. Um, but Joyce, the bigger thing about the show this week, besides the hosts, because we're going to watch it anyway, and, and really, uh, not who cares, but who cares? Uh, the fan favorite Oscar. It's not an Oscar. Well, well, there's um, there's two. There's uh, the fan favorite award where people on Twitter, regular old folks can go vote as many as 20 times a day, I think it is, or 20 times between now and March 2nd or 3rd. Uh, to vote for their fan favorite movie, which is basically the Spider-Man No Way Home inaugural award. And then uh, there also is the fan favorite moment, which I assume will be when Peter Parker three or Peter three is, as we know him. Wow. Uh, Call him correctly. <laughs> when Peter three comes through the portal, feels like another fan favorite moment. Uh, but Joyce, uh, what do you think? This is basically like they, they, they exhumed the popular film Oscar. And instead of making it an actual award, have now shunted it off to people on Twitter to, to make an impact and it presumably get people to watch, to see if Spider-Man wins or maybe another movie wins. I don't know what would be. This is going to completely backfire on them. So with last time the Oscars, 
<laughs> we only have to go back to last year when the Oscars tried to manufacture a viral moment by putting uh, best actor last when uh, the late Chadwick Boseman was largely expected to win. And then he didn't win. Anthony Hopkins won and not only won, but we knew he wasn't at the show because of the uh, coronavirus pandemic raging. And also he and just doesn't attend these things anymore, which is cool. <laughs> so he didn't even attend. And they had to end the show with Joaquin Phoenix going shrug, basically. And it was the most anticlimactic uh, unending in the history of award shows. That That's why they should have ended with Best Actress like they should do this year. Certainly should, or even any, anything better than what they did, but they tried to manufacture them and it failed. So this year they're trying to manufacture like, well, we didn't nominate Spider-Man. They got a lot of backlash or it, it, it was funny. Like Jimmy Kimmel was very unhappy that Spider-Man didn't get picked up. Kevin Smith, for some reason, went viral talking about like why we care about Kevin Smith. Uh, talk, I, I like Kevin Smith. It, movies it's it's <laughs> also disingenuous because they just care about Marvel, like there right. are populist movies nominated, yes, you know, including pretty much every year. Like, like Dune was a hit, including they, this year. Don't look up, which according to Netflix yeah. has been watched five hundred billion times. So clearly, it's popular. They they nominated Bohemian Rhapsody, which made like a billion dollars. They nominated Joker, like they Black Panther. People just just yeah, Black Panther, an actual Marvel movie. So they just wanted Spider-Man. they just wanted Spider Man. Yeah. So now this but, this award, the the fan favorite award, uh, which you can vote on, uh, is 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 basically engineered for Spider Man. I almost can imagine them getting Zendaya and Tom Holland, Holland to hand it out. And then what happens? I mean, when like, what is it even like? It's not an actual Oscar. Maybe, they're just gonna say it. <laughs> it's uh, like a, maybe it's like a printed out tweet. You know how Trump used to print out his tweets for his press conferences? Maybe it's that. Yeah, you just like, blow up the tweet. They're going to blow up yeah. a tweet that says like Spider-Man won. But what if it loses? I just would love that. I think it'll, it can lose. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, uh, you know, there's a huge campaign for the Suicide Squad. Correct. Um, so it, it, there was also, I saw a huge viral moment for uh, the Snyder uh, cut, but that's yes. not actually yeah. eligible because if you read the fine print of the fan favorite awards, I think it actually is only, only movies that were actually under consideration for Oscars can win. So all those people who are voting presumably for Justice League uh, will have their votes tossed aside and then they could complain about that on, on social media, most likely when it loses. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Dune, Spider-Man. What other ones? Shang-Chi, I could see getting a big push, maybe. Another I, mean, I, I don't know. I just I can see it backfiring. Um, oh, and I, you know, I kind of want it to backfire because they're just pandering to the wrong people. This is the show's entire problem. We've talked about this before numerous times, (laughs) like they're trying to chase like phantom viewers who are not going to watch the show because you're going to hand out a Twitter hashtag award, quote unquote, to probably (laughs) Spider-Man. The other one I had a problem with, uh, Joyce, just to, 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 while we're trashing this uh, notion, uh, is the uh, fan, fa- uh, the, the fa- what was it, a magical moment? What was it called, Joyce? No, uh, so this one is, is hashtag Oscars fan favorite, which is yes. the, the film. And then there's hashtag Oscars cheer moment. Cheer which moment. Which is your favorite moment from so, a film. Again, seemingly designed to get like that video of everybody in the audience on opening night of Spider-Man of cheering that went viral like in December, getting that on the show. But I was like, if you're going to do like, first of all, these aren't real categories. They're not real Oscars. So it is just like so silly. It becomes like the People's Choice Awards, which is not why you're watching the Oscars. Second of all, if you're going to go so far to do like cheer moment, why not just do like best 
seen or best. If, why don't you just create a category? That would be my hot take. Like they, people have been saying we should do stunts. Obviously like the SAG Awards does like stunt ensemble. You could combine that with like a more populist in air quotes uh, idea and have it be like best action, like best stunt scene. And it would be like, you know, you could have like the Shang, it would be like the platonic ideal of that would be like the Shang-Chi bus sequence, right? Like it's like, that scene's dope. Whatever you think of the movie, that scene is really cool. And then you get like nominees like that. And it's like, oh, you're rewarding like the stunt teams or choreographers or whatever it is. Rather than the fa- uh, what I, I can't, it's so, it's so cheer, cheer moment. Hey, cheer listen, moment. you you submitted what <laughs> I did. I submitted uh, uh, I submitted Logan saying I effing win on Succession. That was my cheer moment because I could literally count on one hand the amount of times I went like this at the TV in the last year. You cheered. That, yeah, you literally that was one cheered. of them. Literally cheering, and then also the second second time I did it was this past Sunday at the Super Bowl when uh, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre rolled out for the halftime show. I was like, I mean, <laughs> I. After that halftime show, I was I was like I I might actually log on and vote for season <laughs> in twenty twenty two. It was definitely a cheer moment for sure. Uh, cheering at the screen. I mean, listen, I'm I'm an Eminem stand, so I was like Eminem just lighting it on yeah. fire. Bring it back to the Oscars two years later. <laughs> you know what? Totally fine with it. That was yeah. a great moment. Bring them just, all back. Just lose yourself another Oscar, please. What if What if Dre and, and Snoop opened the show again? Just just play yeah, it. just just redo that entire halftime show as the opening. Would automatically people will be, tune in for that. <laughs> no offense again to the host, would automatically be better than anything yeah. they're going to plan as the host opening. But um, yeah, so those are the fan favorite. Joyce, what would be your cheer moment? I guess. I mean, I I would also do a succession moment, which I did. <laughs> the imaginary dead cat, obviously, another winner. <laughs> I guess uh, MVP Colin. Um, you know, best supporting actor. Love Colin. Scott Nicholson. Yeah, Colin, so yeah, Colin yeah. is SAG award. Um, I don't even know if he's on the list of, of SAG nominees, actually. I, he is. I, I think he is. There, there's like 20 people. Amazing. Get Colin yeah. the SAG award just for that moment. Um, yeah, I don't know what movie moments I, I would say like, yeah, like I don't know a lot of cheer moments beyond Spider-Man, I guess, but I guess we'll see what it ends up being. Like, maybe it'll be something different. Do you think they'll try to rig? The other thing is they could like rig this, I feel like, because it's like social media. So they could just be like, who knows how many bots they're getting? I mean, I don't know how they're going like, to, oh, you know, for sure. Yeah. And they want people to vote a lot to create the engagement, I guess. But anyway, we have plenty. Of, we'll be talking about that, I guess, because the show's not until March 27th. So they have a lot of time to prepare uh, the fan favorite moment and the and what, voting closes and the March 2nd or something. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they got to really have a lot of time to tabulate the votes. I mean, again, I the other, we could we'll move on from this. But I guess the other issue I had is like you're just admitting it's the same problem I have with the popular Oscar because like the idea of the popular Oscar then makes you to say like the movies that are nominated for best picture aren't popular, right. Or aren't worthy of popularity. Yeah. It's just like, it, it just reeks of like insecurity. <laughs> right. And so like, it's like insulting to the movies that are nominated because like in theory, all of these movies that were nominated, even drive my car is like a fan favorite because like the movies have fans and you're basically yeah. like, now they, you're saying they like, voted well, for it. They put it at number one. <laughs> right. Now you're saying like, well, they're fan. These are the real fan favorites. It just is like, it's, I just think it's a little icky. I guess it doesn't. And also not you're not going to get the viewers. Like, I don't understand why people are so obsessed with ratings, like not the, the war shows and just, just TV in well, general, Like you're not going to get them back. Like, Media so is so either. fragmented now. This I is, mean, we're seeing you're seeing that with you, your beloved Olympics. It's like no one's like comparatively. I, don't care. I'm, I'm, I watched the Olympics. I'm watching it right now. I'm watching I know. Canada versus Sweden. <laughs> like, but, but people aren't watching I, it. Like, it, it caters to me because I am a fan of the Olympics. So I'm watching it. 
and you should cater to your fans. Like, I don't, this is, I think they're suffering from a complex. Like the Oscar, everyone knows the Oscars are the big dog, right? Right. Like it will always be the award show that everyone knows, regardless of whether you're a movie fan or not. Like people know what the Oscars are, but it's not being watched anymore because of, you know, a billion streaming services, um, you know, just internet in general, like digital media, people can don't need to watch the Oscars to know who won. That's the thing. We're not, you know, in 98 watching like Titanic win a billion Oscars because that was the only way for you to see if it could win an Oscar in the moment. The other thing is like, it it, it reminds me too of like, I mean, people said this, like, we're go, we'll we'll move on. I promise we'll move past this, but I was just like, it reminds me of like when, when Game of Thrones was ending, everyone was like, it's like the last show of the monoculture or whatever. And not that debate aside, I feel like when Titanic was winning Oscars, if that's like the ideal moment for the Oscars, like the late nineties, like whatever, when even like into like return of the King, when these, they're like, these were movies that were, embraced so broadly in culture. And I think now even these massive movies like Spider-Man is maybe is different, I guess, because it's Marvel and like the Marvel movies have like their own thing, but they're like, I don't know the just the world is not the same. Like there's so, like you said, there's so many options and like people don't like rally around like specific things just the way they used to, because they have so many other you options. Just, yeah. You just consume things differently and right. people also have a shorter attention span now. So the, the Spider-Man, stands they're not gonna sit through a three and a half hour show just to watch their movie lose because you know it's not gonna win even if it's like nominated for best picture you know right the other thing the other thing you mentioned the other thing i think about it is that the one issue i have with the idea of like this and just like in general like if you're gonna make the change the oscars are the big dog and like we watch that because like we want the validation of knowing that like this was an oscar and it's like I've seen people like comparing it like to the Pulitzer Prize, like all these things now that it's like more of a niche thing, but it obviously has such a big, heavy, like a huge weight behind it. But I'm like, then if you're going to do that, then like, yeah, like then add an actual cat, like try to get like the act, like, I don't know, I'd be fine with adding categories rather than like doing like a fan voting thing. I don't know. I would say like, come yeah, up it's, with like it's a just, way to do it. Like, like stop chasing people who don't care about you. Right. Like, so the other like news cycle last week was like Seth Rogen's quotes, you know, which yes. were completely misconstrued as well, because what yes. he was actually saying was that like, why are we so obsessed with trying to get people who don't care about our industry to watch the Oscars? Cause he's like, I don't care about automobile awards. I'm like, I don't right. care about automobile awards either. Seth. Right. like, I'm not going to watch those. Right. He <laughs> like, was, that was catered to yes. the people who actually care about the movies and the Oscars like us. And right. I'm, I'm going to make a reference to my other beloved sport tennis. Yes. So this, um, I know shocking, right? So like, this kind of reminds me of like when, like, like the past decade, like tennis has like a complicated uh, relationship with like social media. So yes. like tennis, Twitter, a lot of fan accounts, tweet you know uh funny moments like viral moments or like an amazing point right like right after it happens and it's gotten like a little bit better over the years with like the actual tournaments like tweeting out the the footage right away but for a while like in the past decade like the official accounts or like especially the french federation behind the french open would just crack down on these fan accounts like you know pull down the tweet and twitter would deactivate the user's account, sure. and it's like a whole thing. They have to reactivate it. And it's now like those tweets get pulled down and then they put up the official clip. You know, it's just like this whole copyright thing. And it's like, it's just doing such a disservice to the sport because these are just fans. They're not getting paid 
to tweet out this gift that everyone wants to see over and over right. again. Like they're promoting the sport that you're not doing your job to promote. Correct. And like, this is a way to, you know, pull in like new fans. Maybe, maybe they see this amazing coin or this like really emotional moment and maybe they'll watch like that person's next match. So, and I feel like, you know, like one sport that really embraced like social media was like the NBA. Like they were always, just on top of it and like always tweeting out like big moments, viral moments and just embracing it. And I, I think so like the point is, I think like both like the Oscars and like tennis <laughs> back then, like they're just getting in their own way. Like you're yeah. being your own worst enemy by just not loving yourself and loving your fans. Like the Oscars should be catering to us, not people who don't care about you. I think that's true. I really do. I think it's like, it reminds me the last thing on this and then we'll move on. And I'm glad you brought a tennis because I want to talk about my, my favorite. I know. I, I put on my US Open hoodie just for this. Because you, a great you segue. warned me about what you were going to say. <laughs> I guess I would say just all pivoting of like, or it's yes, yes, ending what you were saying there is the um, the idea that uh, it's it's like when Mad Men was on, right? Like Mad Men was not widely watched but like the people who watched it were obsessed. And then as a result, like they were able to, like the network was like able to sell an a higher ad rate. You know, like they, the sponsorships were, they were able to get like the niche sponsors and stuff like that because it was a success, successful show in that demographic or whatever it is. I'm like, I feel like the Oscars should be like that too. Like they could be getting comfortably like 10 to 15 million people to watch that show way, way less than like has ever watched it. Obviously last year, barely more than 10 million people watched it, but I'm like, you could always get that 10 to 15 probably. And they're all going to be like really obsessed and like into it. And isn't it better to have people who are like really engaged with it and excited about it than like trying to just like, just napalm or like get like a huge amount of people uh, yeah. to do it. Like it just, it seems to me that it would be, but obviously I'm not a network a television executive or a member of, the Academy Board. So what do I know? But uh, yeah, Joyce, um, I guess we'll, we'll talk more about the show, but I wanted to bring up King Richard because I think, Joyce, that if we're looking for a movie that could beat Power of the Dog, what if it's King Richard? That was my hot take. Here's why. And, and you're you're making this claim not just because you recently talked to Anjanae Ellis. I talked <laughs> to Anjanae Ellis. We, we know your MO. <laughs> I talked to Anjanae Ellis. I've talked to Ronaldo Marcus Green. I've talked to Zach Balin, Oscar nominee. I, I do enjoy the movie and I have talked to people. So I'm definitely like uh, not an unbiased observer, but I was just looking at the, the nominations and stuff. And basically like Power of the Dog is, it, it remains like a, an overwhelming uh, choice, right? For, for, for best picture. I want to look here at our, uh, the Oscar pro, uh, odds and rankings. Hang on. I just, I feel like, it's just, it's running away with it uh, on our, our odds. 3,000 uh, people, more than 3,000 people have it winning. The next closest movie is Belfast, and it barely has over 250 picking it. So the the overwhelming choice is Power of the Dog. Uh, the reason I thought King Richard maybe compete is a few things. A, it's the only movie other than Power of the Dog that has a screenwriting nomination, an acting nomination, and the editing nomination in addition to Best Picture, right? So like that's those are like key ones. It obviously missed Best Director. And like, whatever, uh, it's not the greatest. <laughs> I'm just saying like, those are like three, those are like, that's like, at least it's like definitely got like a lot of support on that front. And then the other thing is like, we've been talking about like crowd pleasing movies and we've both have said like Belfast is not a crowd pleaser, right? Like it's like a heart, maybe heartwarming would be better descriptor, yeah. but it's not crowd pleasing. You're not watching that movie and you're not leaving going like, yeah, like you're not, that's not a, that's not a, it's, it's not a cheer moment, not a hashtag cheer moment. But King Richard is absolutely a hashtag cheer moment. And I wonder 
if more people are watching it and it has like a good life in the second phase here, can it like make itself presentable as like the alternative option to power of the dog? And does it in a preferential ballot actually have enough support as like a two, three to win? I, I don't think it does. I'm not predicting it. I still have power of the dog winning, but I do wonder if it's like, is King Richard like the, is King Richard actually the alternate choice rather than like Belfast or West Side Story, which are seemingly the popular two and threes for our odds. And even just from pundits who I've seen like uh, predicting Belfast to win, ever, to win actually. But I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I guess the only way this could be possible, and then I'll let you tell me why it's completely stupid <laughs> is, uh, it could win at SAG in the ensemble category. Obviously that doesn't have like a great correlation to best picture and like is kind of meaningless in the grand scheme of like predictions. But I think if it wins at SAG over Belfast and CODA, other best picture nominees and don't look up, um, you know, does that like give it a little boost and are like people going to take it more seriously? And, you know, it's just, it is an enjoyable movie. I don't think it's not like a slam this is a, it's a wrong, wrong metaphor because it's the wrong sport. It's not like a slam well, dunk. Like you know, you could star. just say ace or a winner. It's not a winner, Joyce. It's not like an it's, ace. Is it game set match for King it's Richard? It's not game set match. It's not, it's not a winner, but it's like, that is like a solid, that's a solid, like solid movie. I feel like it's like, a, if I was, yeah, no, yeah, we probably, it's, it's, it's a very good sports movie. It's a very good sports movie. It's like, it, it delivers what's on the box. And I think if you're sitting there watching it at home, you're going to be like, yeah, I like this movie. And I think, you know, again, like Power of the Dog obviously is the front runner and like it's done very well. People have watched it. Millions of people have watched it seemingly at home. Netflix this week sent around that like it made it back oh, yeah, in the top it, like, 10. It returned some returned some, like, to the top color. 10, which means like people are obviously checking it out post Oscar nominations. And like obviously the industry, I feel like has already watched it. So it's like <laughs> it's got 12 nominations and it's the front runner for a reason. But I'm like, does King Richard maybe play better at home? I could argue it does. And then does that like help it win? But Joyce, tell me why this is completely batty and like not going to happen. Okay. So remember last week when I said, you know, sometimes you just, there's like a front runner and you, you know, it's winning or you think it's winning and you just don't even think about the also rands, like what could be second, third or whatever. Right. This is one of those cases, like this category. Right. I'm like pair of the dog. And then when I was, like ranking everything last week. I was like, I don't know. Like, cause everything is missing something. Parody dog is the only one that hit everything that it needed. Right. Everything shook out perfectly for this movie. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, I understand why people have Belfast in second and blah, 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 but wait, where are the. I, it's right now it's okay. Belfast in second and then West Side yeah, Story. But like every, everything is, is missing something. Right. So Belfast missed editing and cinematography for a black and white movie right um coda it you know it has no text you know like lovely little movie but it it's probably in the bottom five you know it can it can definitely win sag ensemble but you know that's that's the reality don't look up um it did not hit director no acting nominations nothing for leo sadly uh what else is there drive my car that you know overperformed four nominations but it's it's not like a parasite of no, the season doesn't no. seem like it is and dune you know the directing snub also no acting nominations which also no one was expecting but still uh yeah and then king richard king richard probably uh you know to your point has missed the the fewest 
things. It, it got what it needed to. Um, the editing nomination was great. Great tennis scenes in that movie. And but yeah, it missed director. Um, yes. And then Ligurge Pizza, just 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 the big three categories, picture, director and writing for PTA. Right. Uh, Nightmare Alley, just text. <laughs> right. Uh, and Empowered a Dog, you talk about West Side Story, sadly missed screenplay for Tony Kushner and also editing. So all, all of its rivals missing something big. So Empowered right. a Dog, still on paper, still front runner. Um, I, I, I see the King Richard arguments. And I, I get all of that. Um, I just, I don't know, like if it will also have the international support as well to pull it through because it at BAFTA, you know, it, it did better in the juried categories Mm -hmm. than it did in the general vote categories. It got a screenplay for Zach Balin. Uh, and which also got here uh, at the Oscars. And, you know, it can't win director, obviously, because it's not nominated uh, for that at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, typically for a Best Picture winner, you would need to win director or writing or both. Uh, and it can only win one. And I don't think anyone is predicting it to win original screenplay. No. It's it not was, even like an yeah. alternate to either no. Belfast or Ligurge Pizza, which is the top two. Right. I, I'm not saying, I guess the reason, only way I could w- see it winning is, like I said, like I just, it's mostly like the Oscars are not for a while. So I'm wondering if, you know, we're, at least I'm always like, oh, is, I'm fatigued on this front runners. We did this last year with Nomadland. I tried every different permutation. Oh yeah, and like everyone wanted well, like, uh, something else to win PGA just to have something different to talk about. And it's yeah. like, it didn't oh, really it. happen. So I understand that that's probably not going to happen this year, but I was like, I think if we're looking for a crowd pleaser alternative I think it's an easier sell to, for me to say King Richard than Belfast, I guess, even though Belfast got like the acting, directing and screenwriting nominations as well. I just think that like from a crowd pleasing standpoint, King Richard is the. the no, I, I agree with that as well. And I could see it being ranked higher than Belfast um, on, on ballots, but yeah, I, I don't know if, if like the international support is there because it, you know, even like like Moonlight did poorly at BAFTA, but it still was nominated for Best Picture there, mm-hmm. and King Richard was not. So, um, and then the, just while you're talking there, Belfast. The other thing I want to look at was original screenplay. I think there's a there's a hope that Paul Thomas Anderson will win, but I I absolutely think that's where Belfast will end up getting recognized because I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, and I don't think it's going to win Best Director, and there is obviously an embrace of that movie from the academy and i think they're going to want to reward it somewhere and then it's there and i wonder if licorice pizza in addition to being like slightly divisive not because of like the twitter controversies or anything just because it's like like we've said it's like meandering and episodic and stuff and like it's also well i think it's awesome and i loved it so much it's not like if paul thomas anderson is going to win an oscar i i know they do make up oscars but i'm like it's not as good as the other movies that he's been in contention for and he had one for those. And I'm like, are people just going to be like, we're giving him an Oscar for this instead of like, we should have just done it for there will be blood or something, you know? So I don't know. I, I can see Ligger's Pizza losing there, especially because it was also soft overall, but I don't no. know. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. I, I think if Belfast were to win original screenplay, then everyone would just be like, it, it can win best picture just 
like it could, sort of, yeah, like because like it's it's not gonna win anything else really, right? It doesn't and, seem like it would win anything else. Yeah, so it would like, like need like, it would need to Toronto. pull a spotlight, basically. To I don't know, I don't pictures. think it's gonna. Um, no, I mean I don't have a winning best picture, but like that that's like i you know like it's not just going to win best pictures like this is its best category is going to win or like the other category it's most likely to win so um yeah i don't i i think i have pta in first right now but no i i agree with that because i think uh in the fall i was contemplating dumping pda from director right (laughs) because it it i like looked at all his past the movies and how they perform the Oscars. And it just seemed like they respond more to his like really serious dramas, like there will be blood and phantom thread and everything else got max three nominations and exactly like the Grish pizza did. Right. You know? So, um, but also Belfast is like, you know, little vignettes as well, just sort of like licorice pizza. Like they're very similar. movies. <laughs> they're similar. And I mean, I think personally licorice pizza is, better but i could obviously the academy would not agree with me because i think they were more uh more inclined to to appreciate i know see like i i love this category um and you know i if there's one winner in the past decade i I don't like (laughs) i I wonder what that was i can't i don't i know it's so hard like you you have you have three guesses so i will say uh right now according to your odds it's it's licorice pizza overwhelming pick belfast then don't look up I don't imagine a world where don't look up wins, but it would be pretty, uh, that would be a great, another, that would be a cheer. That would be a hashtag cheer moment for sure. I'm sure. I'm, for, you know what? Also be a hashtag, uh, Oscars cheer moment. If worst person in the world won. Yeah. People really like that movie, obviously. And that's in there as well. And Joyce, let's do, uh, before we wrap up here, uh, do you want to just briefly go back to, to best actress, which is remains a, just a, a scrum of, of, I, I can't even. <laughs> what would we do without Best Actress? I have no idea. I don't even know what to do with it now. I was looking at it today just before we were talking. I was like, "What if Penelope Cruz wins? Like, could that happen? Sure, yeah. Why not? Any of these people could win. I I think we both still have Nicole Kidman uh, in first, uh, and I guess we'll just keep holding holding her there until like the SAG Awards. Maybe I don't know. If she lost at the SAG Awards, I would probably think about you know moving her off. Let's say. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not really going to do anything until the SAG Awards either. I, I have her at SAG too. Um, but even if she were to win SAG, I don't think that would lock her into for the Oscar either. And I I said this last week, I think, or maybe in our column, but I, I sort of hope we have different winners everywhere just because I want more chaos. It would be the one thing I can't, one of the reasons why I think we will have different winners everywhere. And also like, I think it's even going into the Oscars. I still don't know how settled it will be. Like, even if Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. wins at SAG, like, and she, and the Critics' Choice Awards, like, do you, st- I don't want even bet, like, I'd still say like 50-50, she doesn't win the Oscar. is because like none of these performances, and I think they're all good performances, are like the best performances these actors have given. And it's like weird to think like, is Nicole Kidman going to win her second Oscar for being the Ricardos instead of like, you know, something else she's done. And Jessica Chastain, who's been awesome in like other stuff is very good. Like, obviously I think she's great in, in eyes of Tammy Faye, but it's like, not like her top three performance. Right. I don't think so. It, it's just interesting to me that like all these are like kind of similar to best picture where you can like go through outside of power of the dog and be like, miss this, not as good as this or whatever. I feel like best actress is a little like that too. 
And it makes it harder to pick than for me <laughs> who could actually win. So I, I'm like just holding with Nicole Kidman, but I don't know. I was really like, oh, Penelope Cruz maybe should win. Because the same reason, like you've been saying it for months, the Sony Classics father out for Anthony Hopkins, just like kind of like stealth. Uh, Listen, stealth the, the thing in Penelope's favor, even though she missed everything until this, is that I don't think that movie Parallel Mothers has reached peaked visibility yet. Like not right. among like general public, but even just among like voting bodies. Cause obviously mm-hmm. she missed after long list. Um, but you know, she made it here, uh, you know, got, got those number ones from the acting branch. So now for the entire Academy, you know, it's nominated here and also for score. Right. So like you would be more inclined to check it out. And then she also has that narrative of like being nominated with her husband, you know? So that's like, cool. So like you, there's, it piques more curiosity. And I like these other four movies, like they, like Spencer has been out for 84 years, right? Like, you know, it's finally streaming Joyce. I saw when I opened up Hulu this week to watch Abbott Elementary, which I think is a great show. Are you predicting it for the Emmys? Uh, I am. I sure am. I got multiple Abbott Elementary uh, people in there. And you could predict the Emmys now, Joyce, at goldderby.com. What a plug. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I saw it was up there. And I'm like, wow, people can watch this now. Interesting. Yeah, like now, like uh, like normies can watch it. But yeah. voters... Can't wait to see, I, I can't wait to see what the, uh, what is it, the Rotten Tomatoes audience score is for uh, Spencer as, as it gets more widely watched. Going to be great. Yeah, you should definitely track that. We'll, we'll check it next week. <laughs> But like, yeah, like the industry has seen that movie, uh, did not like it, obviously. No, I don't, I, I don't have Kristen Stewart winning. I, I know at least, I, I think Scott Feinberg has her winning choice, but I don't, I do not believe that she can win uh, personally, but we'll see. I don't, yeah. she could, I guess, because anybody can win. I mean, listen, she's nominated, so she can. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it, it is factually she's possible. in the race. She, she is in the race. Yeah, but uh, I don't think people are now checking out the movie or there's no. not a lot of people checking out the movie or I, yeah. watching it again. I think the only move that's why I think you could end up and make a case for like Olivia Coleman and Penelope Cruz being like the top tier contenders here only because while being the Ricardos was like, is definitely the most seen of these movies. Like Amazon had said it was like, or Nielsen said it was a big hit and they never released these numbers officially and who knows, but uh, certainly that was like the most popular or most watched of these movies from a pu- public standpoint and probably from a voting standpoint as well. Um, I think you could argue that the, best movies are Lost Daughter and Parallel Mothers and more people watch them, the less polarizing that would be. You know, Lost Daughter is a little polarizing, but most people I know who have seen it and just in general, it seems like people did respond to the movie and obviously Jesse Bucker got in as well. So it's not like that movie was unwatched. The the divisive response to Lost Daughter is mostly amongst just like regular moviegoers because I think it, it was very clear, like even when it had Netflix on New Year's Eve, that people in the industry love the movie and Olivia's performance. Whereas there's just a lot of, you know, just regular folks being like, what the hell? It's about a doll. (laughs) But it's so good. It's really good. It's actually like not a movie I would ever like. I remember when it first, when Netflix like released, like in the right before Telluride, they did a bunch of like first look stuff with like Vanity Fair. Do you remember that? They were doing like, it's like, we're going to, that was like clearly their strategy. Like we're going to put up like our like, Sirena, or it wasn't even Sirena. They did like Power of the Dog and like Lost Daughter with Vanity Fair or whatever. And I remember reading that article and being like, wow, this is not for me. It sounds good. Like I love Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like everybody in it is great, but she's not the not for me. Not a not, it's a not a Chris movie. And then I saw it and I was like, this is great. So I was like, I think people would like it if they watched it. Did, did you cry? 
No, I didn't cry. It's not sad, but it's cool. And it's like, I knew it was good right away. If you're watching Lost Daughter, you're either in or out in like the first 30 seconds because it starts at the end. And, you know, it opens with like Olivia Coleman like stumbling out to a beach and like falling down. And then the title card slams in with that awesome score that somehow wasn't shortlisted. And it's like amazing. Dick and Hincliffe did the score. And it's like this like heist 70s, 60s, 70s, like kind of like thriller vibe and i'm like this rules like automatically good so so the other thing i mean i think i mentioned this before when like last month when it came out but i think one of the reasons for the the low audience scores for this movie and also power of the dog is because it is like they're both on netflix which just presents itself to a large swath of people who are not typically the type of people who would seek out these movies, like if sure. these movies were not on a streaming service, like they just opened in limited release, it would be people like us going to see it. You know, Nobody like would see we're, them. we're seeking right. it out, like, but the general public are not going to go pay to right. see The Lost Daughter yeah. or The Power of the Dog. But right. if they're just looking for someone to watch on Netflix because they finished watching like Squid Game or whatever. Right. And then they, you know, Netflix plays like that trailer and the trailer is cut like a thriller, like a heist yep. movie, you know, yep. like yep. a mystery. No. And it draws you in. And they did the same thing with the Power of the Dog trailer too. So it's, you know, it, I mean, you know, great, great marketing tool to, to get someone to click play, you know? They're great. But they, they, I understand they, they, if they feel like, you know, it was a bait and switch and this is not what they expected. And that's why they rated it low. Right. But for audiences, I'll tell you what, they, I mean, for voters, I think they really responded to it. So I could see like the case for Olivia Coleman and Penelope Cruz being the top two, though. I still have Nicole Kim in there just because she's Nicole Kim. I think I think Olivia and, is now like first overall. In the odds. I think in our odds, she is. Let's yeah. take a look here quick. It is before before we wrap up, Joyce. But we have Olivia Coleman, though more people are pretty. It's funny, like she's the top choice in the odds, basically like dead heat with Nicole. Nicole is like 1500, 1400 voters and Olivia has 900 in our combined odds. Jessica Chastain, third, Kristen Stewart, fourth, and Penelope Cruz, fifth. So it shows you what I know that I would say like Penelope Cruz should be like a top tier contender here, but. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised Penelope is fifth overall, just with like everyone taken right. into account, because I also feel like a lot of the general public has not seen Parallel Mothers and also, we right. know, you know, case to a lot of stands. <laughs> Very happy for her big, to make it in here. You know, big case to big case to fan base, I think. Um, and they were very happy. I think last week when we, when we wrote about best actress, I, we got a lot of response then in our column choice from a case. I'm, I'm, I'm happy she got it because I mean, Me too. we talked about like how it, it must suck to, you know, be told you're going to win an Oscar for like five months. Yep. <laughs> and then be on the verge of being snubbed. <laughs> I tell you this, I, we got, we'll wrap up here, but I watched Marry Me last week. Can you watch that choice on Peacock? I have not because I can't watch anything while I'm watching the Olympics. So I'll, I'll be watching it after. I'll, I'll tell you this. I, my take of the way from the movie, this is Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson rom-com that that Universal released. Well, I love theaters. a J-Lo rom-com. And on uh, on Peacock. So you can watch it if you're a Peacock, so Peacock subscriber. Say that like three times fast. And I would say uh, it's definitely more rom than com, but it's like, it's like a, hmm. Like that kind of laugh, hmm. you know, it's not like, a, <laughs> like I watched, uh, I want you back with Charlie day and Jenny slate. That one I was actually laughing out loud at. Cause I think they're really funny. And JLo and almost and very sweet, just like, hmm, oh, oh, like that. But uh, the whole movie my read of it was uh, JLo. It basically is JLo who produced the movie and like kind of is the creative force behind a lot of it, even though she didn't write or direct it uh, is it was basically like her response to being snubbed by hustlers. 
for hustlers, excuse me. Uh, that was my take because it's like, but she, he has a, I've seen that line that he says like award shows don't matter or something. Right. Cause she's like, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, no one takes me, it's like basically like no one takes me seriously as an artist and this and that. And it's so hard. And as a woman over 35 and they say in the movie, even though JLo is over 50 in real life, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's much difficult. And it, it, it just kind of is like, it's very much a lot of her processing. I think like getting snubbed or at least either subconsciously or actually, actually doing it. Um, and yeah, so like to your point about Kristen Stewart, I'm like, it sucks when you've been told like for months that you're like, oh, this is a great performance. You're going to get an Oscar nomination for the first time. And then you don't get it. Like that's got to really stink. So I was glad to see Kristen Stewart get in. Yeah. And, and you know, she deserves it. It was, it was a does. great performance. So it yeah. definitely is like, you know why she deserves it too? Because it's like, that's, she's going for it. I'm, I'm appreciative of when people are doing it, right? Like she, and Nicole Kimmon is like this too. Like that is, a, that is a performance, both of them, but for Kristen, certainly that it's like, if it's bad, it's like all time bad. And like, people are going to like mock it, I think, honestly. And it's like that she just was like, I'm just going to do this and do the way I think it should be. It's like, she deserves, a, she deserves the, 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 the flowers for it. So I was glad to see uh, that she was nominated. Though I don't have her winning, though who knows, maybe... If I if I read enough uh, of the pundits going there, maybe I'll like start brainwashing. But myself. You know what? She can win now because she was nominated. Critics' Choice. That's true. I would. I could see her winning Critics. Do you, do you think there'll be a tie at Critics' Choice? No, I think she'll win Critics' Choice. I think I think Nicole will win SAG. Kristen will win Critics' Choice, and then. Well, golly, what about BAFTA? Where none of them are. <laughs> I, I think actually Alana Heim might win BAFTA still, or maybe Renate uh, Reinsvey, one of them, will win BAFTA. So then. We'll end up going into the Oscars with Nicole having one SAG or Jessica Chastain having one SAG, Kristen winning Critics' Choice, and no, none of it, obviously, no nominees winning at uh, BAFTA. And then we'll just like go from there and see what happens. And I don't know. Yeah, I can see Jessica winning SAG. I I kind of want Jessica and Andrew Garfield to win SAG. (laughs) That would be great. I've actually now gone back to I think Will is going to win SAG. Because you think King Richard is number two. I do. And I think in push comes to shove as much as everybody loves Andrew Garfield, like it's still Will Smith and you're going to have like radio producers and commercial voiceover people and like, you know, local weathermen being like, yeah, hell yeah. I love Will Smith. I'm voting for him. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that because that's like we've said, like the SAG voting body is is huge now. Right. It's like, you know, it's after included. So that was my you know what? Andrew is a lot bigger on TikTok. He is. No, he is. I understand. (laughs) I will say I've also like this it was it's one of those weird things when you're like you ever notice it like i not that we're always like talking to like-minded people but i'm like oh i thought everybody loved tick tick boom and i was listening to like bill simmons's podcast yesterday and he was just trashing in him and and, and sean fantasy on the ringer and i was Listen, like it it, it was like uh it took me like halfway through the movie to like really get into it because i like I, i've said i'm not like a huge musical person like i i, I appreciate it. musicals like i love west side story right but it it it's just it, that movie is Tick Tick Boom is a lot, but uh, he's great in it. He's awesome and a well deserved editing nomination. Um, so it did. I was just shocked that I was like, it was like weird encountering people who didn't love Tick Tick Boom. They were like just crapping all over, and I was like, wait, really? Like this? Oh, is, so you're real people who don't <laughs> like this? What? So so uh, I mean, I'm sure you have like uh, your your non industry friends to like ask you around this time like what yes. they should be watching, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, my friends have been asking me that, especially like after last week, like one of them was like, do I need to watch all 10 of these? <laughs> Cause like he has a kid, he has like no time. I'm like, no, you don't, you, you don't need to watch all 10. <laughs> um, not that he can see licorice pizza now anyway, cause right. it's not like streaming anywhere. So, but yeah, so like uh, one of them has watched Tick, Tick, Boom. 
And, but she, she was like, I wasn't into the movie, but like, he's amazing. Right. You know, everybody, like, does I that. think uh, that's, that's the sentiment of, for a lot of people. And I, right. I do think like if, if Tiki Boom had gotten that best picture nomination, he would, you know, things would be looking a lot better for him. So, right. I hate to wrap up here, but I got to wrap up because it looks like I had somebody at the door. So oh, no. is another like wine delivery. I don't know, but we'll find out. Okay. This is great, Joyce. I'll, t- I'll talk to you next week. All right, right, bye. bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. 